Welcome to the Candace Mary audio experience. I'm Candace. It's Tuesday, and I have an answer you want, so let's get to it. Today's Ask Candace question is from 37-year-old Luca in Johannesburg, South Africa. Hi Candace. I saw your post about people who use Christianity as a mask. What are the important things to look out for? Hi Luca. This is such a great question, and the answer is one that I'm very passionate about, so I'm really glad you wrote in. Before I get into it, I'd like to make it very clear that just because someone goes to church, has a cross tattooed on their chest, and posts things about Jesus, it doesn't make them a believer. All these things are great, and they make us feel united and part of something. They meet our need for approval, and they give us a sense of belonging. Thing is, these are all external proofs that a person is something, and nothing external, unless it truly lives on the inside, counts. I was brought up Catholic. I did my first Holy Communion and was confirmed. But all the while, I knew nothing. I had the certificates that said I was a Catholic, a believer in Christ. But that's all I had. You see, being or having anything without a deep internal understanding of what it means to be that thing or to have that thing is useless. I prayed all my life and God most certainly blessed and protected me throughout because he was well aware that I had a lack of understanding and I had not the faintest idea how I was actually sinning. But then I read the Bible, not an extract here and there, but cover to cover, which I've now done a few times over. It was only once I had read it that I realized I'd spent my life searching for meaning and love and worth that was inside me all along. I made terrible mistakes because I was unaware of the truth. Let me give you an example. My father was absent, not physically, but emotionally, and all I ever wanted was for him to love me. He was also a very hard and punishing man. I always wanted to feel validated by him and significant to him and to bring out the love in him. So when I couldn't get that right, I spent most of my life chasing emotionally unavailable, angry, aggressive, violent, hard and punishing men who were prone to addiction and gossip and slander to escape their own pain. I didn't want the nice ones. I wanted the ones that were like or even worse than my father. The worse they were, the better. I was adamant to get him to love me, to make him see that I was worthy of his love. I idolized these men. These were my gods. The more mean they were to me, the more I chased them and loved them. It was only when I began to really understand who I am and how God intends for me to be treated that I had to make a decision. Either I was going to still live life based on my own understanding or I was going to surrender my life to Christ and do His will. His will being nothing other than that which is the Word of God. A believer not only knows the Word of God, he or she does the Word of God. They love it. And despite failure and making mistakes, he or she always comes back to the Word. Because if you love Jesus, you are deeply sorry for sinning and very quick to make it right. You cannot do what is convenient and disregard the stuff that doesn't suit you because it won't sit with you. Anything that goes against what Jesus says is intolerable to a believer. Your entire self will reject what goes against God's Word because you really do believe in Him. The Bible says we should go out from among unbelievers and be separate from them. I'd like to just throw it in there that the reason for this is that we become the company we keep. A believer turns his back on temptation. 
He knows his flesh is weak. But unbelief is twofold. Firstly, I was a Catholic, but by Jesus' standards, I was lukewarm, and lukewarm is unacceptable to him. Jesus detests people who are neither here nor there. He's nauseated by them. He spits them out. It's better to not believe at all than to say you're a believer and not fervently love the word. As Francis Chan said, lukewarm people call radical what Jesus expected of all his followers. And lukewarm living and claiming Christ's name simultaneously is utterly disgusting to God. There is no such thing as a radical or fanatical Christian. There are only true Christians and pretend Christians. Jesus was patient with me though and helped me up each time I fell, waiting for me to see what was actually going on. It's the people who know better that he's nauseated by. Secondly, if you know the word and do whatever suits you, you're regarded as an unbeliever. There is no middle ground. Let me give you another personal example. I left my husband because the abuse was at an all-time high and he threatened my life. I had no other choice. While we were separated, I prayed for a miracle. I remained faithful to him and our vows. I was obedient to God. I waited for my husband to be ready to repent and be willing to do things God's way. Even though we were baptized together and promised the same vows to each other, our respective commitment to God's will seemed to be two different things. I'm not saying I was perfect, I most certainly was not perfect, but I would have done anything for our marriage to work, while he would have done anything to do things his way and not God's way and have me idolize him rather than God. While we were separated, and if I was an unbeliever, it would have been easy for me to have been proud, bitter, hateful, lie about him and blame him for everything. Instead, I used the time apart well and did all that God asked of me. I stopped drinking and smoking completely, I worked on my faults, I wrote a book, started a business, helped as many people as I could, and I prayed and studied the word so I grew spiritually and didn't fall into temptation. I'm a much better person today because of the word of God. The word of God is a manual for life. I wish more would take the time to realize that. So it's easy to tell the difference between a believer and a non-believer Luca. Believers know and live by the word of God, no matter what. And if they don't, they correct their wrongs as quickly as they possibly can because they love God too much not to. And that's my answer to your question. Thanks for listening, guys. As always, I'm grateful to have had this time with you. If there's something else you want to know, ask me at candicemary.com is the place to do it. You'll find a great mix of other useful stuff there too. I'll catch you next Tuesday with an answer you want. And remember, you have the power to be happy.